Hi guys and welcome to episode 9 of the Audience Please podcast with me, Adam. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll notice that there was a bit of a gap between uh, episode 8 with Cassells and this episode, and apologies for that, just a lot going on at the moment. But yeah, on this episode I caught up with Gareth and Danny from the well-loved USA Nails. Um, we actually spoke back in July when they were fresh off their tour with um, Mets. So we, we covered a, a little bit around that. And also their album released this year, Life Cinema, um, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, also be pleased to know that they are working on a new album, which um, I know I've seen some social media stuff recently. They've been in the studio, so hopefully we'll, we'll see that early next year. Um, and as usual, we cover their uh, top three gigs played as a band um, or in various bands that they've been in and top three gigs that they've been to each and some good stories on, on both sides of that conversation. Uh, so, yeah, if you're if you're familiar with um, any of the bands on in that kind of scene, so like Death Pedals, uh, Hey Colossus, Part Chimp, um, you'll enjoy some of the, the, the stories that they tell. Um, also, um, just one last thing, if you like the podcast, please give us a follow, a like, a share and a review on all the platforms. It's uh, really helping out with the podcast getting out to a wider audience. I've actually seen um, it get to a, a wider crowd, which is really nice. So thank you everyone for your support so far and uh, keep sharing. So anyway, enjoy the podcast guys and I'll catch you next time. Boy. spot us yeah, yeah, yeah spot 100 quid <laughs> cool so okay. welcome guys thank welcome you welcome to the the podcast thanks so that's all right thanks for coming in so welcome to gareth and danny from usa nails do you want to introduce yourself so people recognize your voices i'm i'm gareth from usa nails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm dan from usa nails nice. yeah, yeah. So. so yeah we're missing um a couple of members unfortunately Losers. Not, losers, not here with us today. Stephen's teaching a drum lesson. That Wednesday is his drum lesson teaching night. Is it? Yeah. Tom is eating a samosa. going <laughs> <laughs> shopping for a new pair of lozenges as well. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry about that. No, that's no. all right, that's all right. You've just come around to be fed anyway, so... Yeah, that was, I didn't read the podcast, I didn't realise I was yeah, my uh, my grocer's girlfriend is cooking us all vegetarian curry tonight, which is well nice. Perfect. So, yeah, I, th- I thought I'd invite you guys on because you've been just come off fresh off a tour with Mets, which is pretty cool. So, how was that for you guys? It was banging. It was it was really good. Um, it was our first time. Well, not, I don't know. Well, we did a few shows with Future of the Left before. Mm. That's the first time that we 
sort of supported a, a bigger band, a yeah, body, yeah, but yeah, like on a tour, not just like on a single London show to actually yeah. sort of. And you know, it, they they're really nice guys, and we had a lot of fun. We had fun. I hope they had fun. Yeah, <laughs> I think when when we were drinking a lot. <laughs> we were talking about the Studio 9294 gig before you turned well, up. Well, we were making up for lost time then because we had to drive back after Bristol, Leeds and Manchester. Yeah. So we didn't really have time to get drunk or break the ice with them. So We broke a lot of ice. Yeah, a lot of ice was broken on the Friday night in London, which was fun. Yeah, it? it was good. It was good, yeah. Yeah, what were they like to um, tour with and see every night though? Like, because obviously Mets are one of those bands. That I think we all. Yeah, they definitely. Um, they they know their crafts really well, you mm. know, and um, I don't know. Yeah, just, just, but that, yeah, it's just really down to earth guys, I guess, and. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, they live up to that sort of Canadian stereotype, <laughs> which they'll either be glad or not glad to hear. Not that they'll actually bother listening to us <laughs> talking about them or anything, but but um, but yeah, they're just really swell dudes, like really friendly, as was their um, sound guy, sound guy, and their tour and manager. Tour. Yeah, like they were just all really nice people. We've heard stories, you know, friends' bands who ended up going on tour with other, you know, with bands they didn't really know before. Yeah. And not having such a good times and yeah. diva-ish behaviour and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Like, I, totally swell mm, blokes. Yeah. yeah, after the, when we were talking about this, um, the after the Studio 9294 gig, it was just nice to see everyone just hanging out afterwards and having that same community feel that we all get when we go to gigs. Like, yeah. Mm. When we see all the bands that we're all mates with, so it's nice to see a band like that come over and just essentially fit in with everyone. Yeah, I'm sure they absolutely. feel great about that as well. Yeah, I mean they they I think they they said every time they play London, it's always a, it's always been a different venue or something. So, mm. but yeah, I think they I mean they their show was pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, like. it was wild. Like yeah. yeah, and they yeah they've got a lot of friends in London as well, and mm. um, yeah, I think. They do, I mean, they do well in the UK, Mets, so... Yeah. Um, so was there any uh, favourite spots that you played on that tour? Um, I'd say Studio 9294, really. Yeah. That was great, yeah. I'd not 20 been 20 minutes before. from my house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Stumble back home. It was yeah. knackering for me to... Well, I'd actually, I didn't, I didn't go... I was the only person that didn't go home every night, because when we drove... Because I live in South London, when we drove back every night, I would just sleep on Dan's couch. So for me, it was more like a proper tour. <laughs> like, I, I was still sleeping in a sleeping bag and not going home, but... Um, I locked you in, though, one day, because I was so tired. <laughs> what? So, so um, I live on... So I, I live on this top floor flat, and I think it was after Manchester, yeah. and I think fair, we got yeah. back at about 3am, I was at the flat by 8, and I just I, I just remember I was giving you a call or something, I was about to text you, and I just heard this jangling in my pocket, I was like, <laughs> oh fuck, they're my keys, and like, Gareth said he had some shit to do today, and... But luckily our neighbour managed to come back. Yeah, I mean, I was umming and iron about whether I was going to do anything that day anyway, so <laughs> you kind of made the decision for me, so I was kind of grateful for that, actually. It was, it was fine. It was fine. Nice. So, um, Studio 9294, um, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Like, that um, how, did, how was that venue for you? Because it's quite a new venue. It's only been around, what, a year or so? 
Y- yeah, I th- yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I I thought it sounded great, really. Like, I didn't really need to need a monitor or anything like that. Like, I could hear everything, and I think, it felt good. I think we're getting better at big stages, though, and like where we position ourselves and how we set things up, so that we need to rely less on monitoring, though, because monitors are. Yeah, it's best to use them as little as possible because the sound is just never the same coming back through them. So I feel by that, because, you know, all the, the venues were all sort of between three to six, seven hundred capacity venues. They're not, yeah. like, not like huge rooms, yeah. but, you the, know, the, the big Yeah, big-ish. And so you have to be a bit smarter about how you do things. But I mm. think, like, London was like, what, the fourth show... And by then we'd kind of, I don't know, you know, you get into your groove by that mm. point, I think, even though we were sort of, well, yeah. you guys were really sleep dep- uh, deprived. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was, um, how was Eindhoven as well? The, the day, what was the venue like? So, FNR's this, I guess, it's... it's purpose built. It's purpose built. It's moved sites. So it's this, I think it's been there for about, I think it, the guy said 20 years. Yeah, you, it used to be a squat. I yeah. spoke to the... Uh, like the stage manager that night and he said it used to be maybe like a motorcycle sort of anarchist I'm game. picturing uh, Patrick Swayze now I'm picturing the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie where yes. the Foot Clan hang out oh, with all the <laughs> that's probably what it was like yeah. but now they obviously they bulldoze that and it's this like five story like massive like concrete palace and it is it's incredible, like to go into a brand new purpose-built venue like that, it makes you realise how few new buildings are built as venues these days, because everything is just set up in yeah. a really logical way, yeah. loading's easy, loads of parking. Yeah, lifts, ups, every yeah. floor. And... It's, it's just easy, like there's no narrow corridors or spiral staircases yeah. to load 8 by 10s up and stuff like that. That's, yeah. what, that's what we were talking about earlier, like places like Old Blue Last, where you've got to carry, carry stuff off a fire exit out of the yeah. park. Yeah, like that, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, and load out through the well, the other side. The classic disco loadout at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> Grim, man. So, um, yeah, talking about European venues as well, Danny, Danny and I were talking about it. Um, so, what, where are like, your favourite venues to play? Because you guys, are, we were talking about like French so, venues and Belgium, for example. I'd say Magazine 4 or Magazine Gat. Yeah. is up there it's it's great like in terms of you get there and so I feel like I just finished reading Joe from Hey Colossus's book and he enthuses about a magazine oh, catcher yeah I've, I've wanted to read that it's, it's good it's really great it's really yeah. great Um, but it, it's really good in that you pull up you load in and then you don't leave until the next day because <laughs> yeah. everything's there like, yeah. so you sleep there um, you eat there like I mean you can go for a walk but why would you? <laughs> like, it's um, if you do go for a walk, you tend to just go into Barlock next door, which is another squat oh, yeah, venue. And that there's too. a community bit. In there's a community bit well, that yeah. sometimes you can get fed there, and they just there's like ping pong tables oh, and wow. just free vegetarian food. Yeah, it's just all very it's, nice and civilized. I mean, really, it's quite. It's like a five hundred capacity venue, which is a bit big for us. Yeah, but. I mean, well, I haven't said that actually. It did. It did feel pretty yeah, good. It was right, pretty man. busy actually. It was nice. definitely more than half full. But, um, and and it is good. But I would say maybe 
the shows that I enjoy the most are the ones where it's a bit more compact, it's mm. a bit more chaotic, yeah. it's a bit noisier, it's like a bit less organised, there's that sort of element of danger, like something's going to happen, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Like, I really, my favourite show of the, the tour we did before the Mets tour in Europe was the one in Paris. Yeah, agreed. Oh, I heard a lot this, of great things this, about it. Yeah. yeah, this old punk just runs a cafe, it's like a workspace in the daytime, it's not a venue, you just play on the floor, and it's in a really weird bit of the city where there is nothing, apparently, there's been a lot of regeneration. There. So where, where, in it, where in Paris is Southeast, it? by the Ring Road. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. Fact. So... So there's a lot of like office blocks, I guess, around. Yeah, and I don't know. It's like uh, yeah, sort of um, eco-friendly sort of office blocks and mm. quite weird architecture. Well, I say weird. It's like it's a lot of development. Yeah, yeah, it's almost brutalistic, but in a modern way. But anyway, um, yeah, really cool space. It was a great yeah. show. It was a Monday night, and great, yeah, it was great turnout. Lovely, yeah. lovely people running it. Just a guy, like yeah, old yeah. punk dude, like. Who just now he has this space he can make lots of noise and he's like oh start I'll but do you know what I was, I was having a cigarette outside with him and um, he was saying everything he was saying to me just I got a lot of um, sort of uh, parallels to how sort of Steve Wheeler and Rainey ran sort of ripped this joint oh, where yeah. it's like all the money on the door goes to the bands you know we try and like accommodate them as much as possible this is this is purely non for profit you know mm. and. It was very sort of, um, well, it was like the same sort of ethos or ideology mm. that I guess that a lot of bands that were sort of affinity to, uh, affinity yeah. with, like, sort of come from. So that was really, that was really nice. And he yeah. plays in the band as yeah, well. It's, yeah, it was very DIY, yeah. almost in that sort of, there's some bits of Europe which are now sort of post-squat, if yeah. you like. And so people are back into trying to, I guess maybe it's more in the way that DIY shows happen in America, so I hear, but yeah. like it's a restaurant or it's a cinema or it's a bowling alley, like you know, it's this is just a cafe, like it. Um, now that I mean, some of the the like the mirror, miratory, I I'm not sure how to pronounce it, like what the legendary sort of squat venue in Paris, yeah. that closed down apparently because a wall fell onto a, <laughs> a wall fell down or something and like the police were like now this is too dangerous well they turned a blind eye up to um, up until then but so yeah I mean and in the same way in the UK now there aren't really many squats here but there are a lot more community spaces that are run mm, where people yeah. sort of find a way right. to put what's, on a what's show it? Delicious Clam in Delicious Clam yeah. you great one um, DIY space DIY space yeah, in London of course, yeah. of course. like um, well, Studio 94 yeah. is another one that's now sort of a community space yeah, where they can hold yeah. like, New like, River as well. New River, is, yeah. Is oh, like, yeah. Kind of, Great I mean, show. those are like businesses, but they run in a much more sort of community aware sort of way. Yeah. It feels yeah. like, you know, um, it's not a landlord who feels like hard done by when, that he's doing you a favour by allowing you to put on a show there like it did in, yeah. like it does in some pubs in London. Yeah, yeah. well, that's that happened with. Um, and I posted up about it this week was um, the star in Guildford, for example. Like that's where I used to hang out all the time, uh-huh. and it's just a room outside the back of a pub. And then the uh, a developer bought the place next door, converted four flats, and then started putting a, a noise abatement. Of course, he uh, yeah. And it's yeah, it's familiar a, story. Yeah, yeah, familiar story, familiar story for sure. But um, no, it's it was really good to hear like those stories from, from Europe and those venues. And yeah, it's interesting to hear that, 
get looked after a little bit better in in those European venues. And we were talking about it like. Yeah, yeah, it's getting better in the UK though, and I, I don't want to take anything away yeah. from UK promoters here because yeah. you know that there are, especially ones we work with, are really amazing. Yeah. yeah, but there are there are there's a lot more restrictions on people putting shows in the UK. There's a lot more sort of licensing restrictions yeah. and yeah. Uh, a lot more sort of hurdles to sort yeah. of yeah, yeah, definitely. Stuff. I, in I think in I know it varies from country to country, but I know that there is money for the arts. Um, I mean, there's money for the arts in the UK, but it's like for it. It doesn't really filter down to the sort of low to our sort of level. Yes. I don't think. Whereas, I get the feeling on the continent there is more of that. There is um, benevolence funds and like, I mean, like Norway, from what I hear, has um like they help out bands so much, like with uh, with touring, like fun bands to go and tour the US yeah. and stuff. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, like um. Yeah, they've all been over to the States. Have Mo been to the States? Uh, I'm not sure. I know they've played Mexico though. Right. Oh wow. Um, but which, yeah, but, which is I'd love to do. And there's there's some sort of thing in France as well, like where you can get Cachet. Is that it's what it's called Cachet? So yeah. if you can prove to the government uh, this is a very sort of um basic explanation, but this yeah. because I I, I, I've been talking to people about this when we play France and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's just fascinating. So if you can prove to the government, and you don't have to be in a band, you can be an artist, you can be a DJ, you know, if you're in the arts and you can prove to the government that you do X amount of gigs or whatever, or exhibitions, and this is like your... Your uh, income. Your income, then yeah. you'll get essentially a grant to live off. Yeah. I mean, it's not... Massive. It's not massive, but do you know what? It's it's something, and it's amazing. a lot of bands that I've met do it you know and it's not like every year but you can always apply and stuff and yeah. a lot of bands know they, they do it because they say hey we do like you know 50 plus shows a year this yeah. is what we do and stuff and like, yeah a lot of deal but there are like prs funds in the uk for that but for me it feels like and there are some good bands that get them but it's almost like at the point where you'll be noticed or be offered that is the point where you maybe don't really need it so much anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, where you, it's where you're picked up by like a minor label. Mm, or like, yeah, you know. like it's, I, that, that first bit is the hardest bit. That's where it's the lower down bands that really need that step up. Like once you're already there and like able to tour, then, you know, you've already figured out a way of making the money work. Like, yeah, and, 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 and not having and a day job, and yeah, yeah, yeah or, or not having a full time, yeah, job. or fitting yeah. in stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, so not to take anything away from PRS, if they did want to give us loads of money to go and do some like tour, or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. love yeah. PRS, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, talking about the, the shows that you've just done though, and your new album that's been out what, mm-hmm. since May, um, Life Cinema. So what's the reception been like to that, just in general, live and, um, yeah, have you had much, many good reviews and, yeah, how's that been? It's been really promising, actually. I mean, <clears throat> I think it's been well received. Um, me, personally, it's probably my favourite thing we've we've put out. Nice. Um, I don't know, it's more... how. It's more... Help me out, Gaz. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it is different. It's a bit different. I mean, we've... So, Tom... It's the first album that Tom has drummed on yeah. after since Matt left, so... Um, and you did that uh, EP in between where you just used a drum machine, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. quite right, yeah. Um, so, 
we were in a state where we weren't going to, sh- we weren't really sure what form or what shape, you know, the band would take after Matt had left. We were, yeah, the, we had even discussed going forward with just a drum machine, but um, oh nice. Um, so like that EP was kind of sort of exploring that too. To we, we were quite in a lucky position to know people like Tom or John Braz um, from Hands Up Your Side. He he filled in for a few gigs and mm. like you know like uh, so we were in that position where you know we we had people that we could play with anyway you know yeah. so well with links to like death pedals yeah exactly yeah. and it's always gonna happen I don't know but yeah I guess nothing to take away from John but like you know we. Um, we, I don't know we, I don't know Tom. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's hard. To, but I mean, yeah. we we because like Stuart from Death Pedals used to be in the band as well. Wayne in from Death Pedals produced all the records. Like yeah. we we already Tom lives right literally <laughs> next door to Wayne's studio where Wayne records. It, and it just it was really easy for him to just like come in and he was and like and Death Pedals split up around the same time that we. Uh, that Matt, yeah. Matt left and it just kind of tied in and we were like we played a few shows and it's like you know this is really working and it's like it feels a bit different but we sort of felt our way around that and tried to like some of my favourite moments on the album were the moments where Tom um, like is Tom does a bit that Matt wouldn't yeah. or couldn't do because um, when Tom was playing Matt's songs you know it's always it's it's always going to sound and feel different. Yeah, it's yeah. Sound. But when he was when he brings his own flavour to it, that's that's exciting to me. That's us like doing something new. Mm. I obviously I love the songs that we were, I'd love to spend the, the time that we spent with Matt. But but it almost forced us to to move they, it forward like by sort of incorporating someone, someone yeah, and, new skills and whatever you know. Yeah, and they are two very different drummers for sure. Like <clears> Matt's <throat> got a very I don't know. From from an amateur ear, he's got very. You play drums, don't you? Well, I used to, yeah. yeah. But he like Matt's got. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. It. Matt's got a very like hard chop and like very. Matt hits he's drums a brute. like I don't think. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think I, he's a I don't think I've heard that. Even when he's mic'd up, even when the gets mic'd up properly, he'll still pagger the drums like. They are just covered I, in we cardboard. Got, I think we got a reputation as being a loud band, but it was kind of his fault because when he, when you got a drummer that that's loud, everyone has to like turn up to sort of meet I, that. I remember when like, um, you guys played Moth Club. Actually, I've just had a flashback, and Matt was drumming so loud that you guys turned up your amps, like, proper <laughs> amped up the amps, and couldn't hear Stephen sing. Oh. Like, it was that, just it was basically like that wasn't white the noise. Best. I remember that gig. It wasn't such a good gig for me. I, I was just like, it, I think it was our album launch. Was yeah, it was? It I think it was. Uh, it was probably a bit too big of a venue for us actually. Maybe, but we just. We, it, was, it was pretty packed out though. It was. It wasn't bad. It was. We had slag out. support. And I thought yeah. that was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, they were down the front with us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, that beehive hair, dude. Yeah, amazing. they are. They're. Um, uh, I still follow Bree from Slags on Instagram. She's got the funniest social media content of. Pure standards. <laughs> hilarious, yeah. yeah. But um, sorry, I can't remember. Well, we talk, yeah, we just talk about Matt being loud, basically. Well, yeah. <laughs> so Tom has a different vibe. Yes. He's uh, he's more like he. Tom warms up before shows, yeah. and like uh, and like Tom is even Hayden from Mets is like. Um, I know, was it Hayden? No, it was... Um, no, sorry, it wasn't Hayden. It was Mike from Fields. 
I right. mean, he was quite impressed that Tom was like warming up, like uh, the other end of the room at in Hackney Wet. Yeah, uh, Tom is like Tom likes a beer. You know, he likes. He likes a, he's a, a bit, lot of he's beers. A bit, he's a bit of a party. <laughs> he's a bit of a party guy, and like, uh, and like you know, he's he can be. I don't know. Um, how do I put this in a way that isn't insulting? <laughs> he can be a bit. Uh, no, he's not. He's not. No, he's punctual. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I like the fact that you, you guys know that, and even he knows that. <laughs> so you, you guys for a while were posting like just Tom getting drunk on. Uh, yeah. like, well, my Facebook favorite post Instagram. we've done was like <laughs> a picture of Tom looking fucking hammered at table with just the quote like, "I've got no sleeping bag." Tom yeah. Bruins twenty nineteen. It's just like you just look at his weird sad eyes. <laughs> And he's pissed, and yeah. he's just like, of course you haven't got a fucking sleeping bag. Yeah, We're only in fucking Iron But that same man does a 20 minute warm up every night. Yeah. <laughs> so, although he loves a drink and he loves to party, like, for him, like, drumming is, is like a really important. But I'm like, I quizzed him about it before, and he's like, if I don't warm up and if I don't feel like properly into it, I just don't have a good time. I don't enjoy it as much. Mm. So that's why I spend long warming up, because I know in, I know that I'll sort of kick myself afterwards for not doing because I won't yeah. play as good a show yeah. so he's like really dedicated to his craft in a way I didn't expect given his reputation yeah. of being a you know a party guy but um, party boy yeah yeah, so talking about other bits on the album, um, you've been doing a little bit more vocals as well. So on songs like uh, Work Drink, so yeah, have you just been let loose by Stephen? Or? I, I did, did worry that people might think that um, that you know all our millions of fans might think that um, <laughs> uh, that, um, that oh, it's like um, he's muscling in on Stephen's territory. That's but it was actually Stephen's idea for me to start doing vocals. I think Stephen wanted to be able to concentrate on some guitar a bit more on some songs and yeah. also maybe put more of his lyric writing resource into like, like spread himself less thin and yeah um i think it's nice do you know why because it's like what we're seeing now even with our old songs is that we've got this sort of dual vocal thing going on which yeah. i think it's probably only yeah, I think it works really well. Yeah, I, I quite. That's kind of just been a byproduct of it. It's because I've got we've yeah. got two mics. It's now, you know, Stephen will where he'll he'll drop out sometimes and just let you yeah. carry on singing a, a chorusy bit. Yeah, and it's yeah. just a bit like well, yeah. It, it it's just adds, another, adds option, another yeah. layer of interest. That's it, it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good to see it at Studio Nineteen Nine Four and just see you do that more. I suppose and. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely adds adds another adds another layer to it. Like work drinks is a great song as well. Thanks. So no, it's it's really good. It's our um It's not really a pop is it a pop song? It's quite it's the most... Mm, I thought you were a pop band and you yeah, it's the most it <laughs> it's the most maybe it's the most straight up poppy song. Yeah. On the record. But there's it's cause there's lots of and I think another thing about Life Cinema that's different is like the other previous records, a lot of it was just like a big hammering, bludgeoning sort mm. of riff or motif. But <laughs> it's more it, space here, isn't there's it? There's more now? space. There's more sort of layers harmonically and melodically as well. And Work Drinks has like the three sort of melodic instruments all weaving in and out of each mm. other, um, which is not something that we've done on previous albums so much. But that gives it, I don't know, like a levity, I think, and and I don't know. I'm was there sure more? Was there more thinking behind the the songwriting? Because I know when I've when I've read interviews with certainly Stephen before, he's very much like 
try not to overcomplicate songs? Do you think we, we've more? always had that sort of thinking since day dot, I think. Um, yeah, that's the cool philosophy of the band. I, I think, think. I, when I think when you got in touch with me, Gaz, like way back when about starting this band, I, I, and then it was along the lines of let's just have fun and or whatever, and but it's just yeah. like we've all been in bands where we've agonised over parts and stuff and it's just like I'm fucking done with that I yeah. don't do that anymore I just want to write songs it's, we can play drums. I mean it really <laughs> I mean, that, was, that was that was a requirement that was a requirement at one point I think that's literally what I said to <laughs> yeah. I've just been used to being like especially I can't I can't drink and play drums so I was like I want to I want to be and it's inspired a lot by. But I'm sorry, go what, on. I'm, what I'm, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say. It's inspired a lot by like seeing the chemistry that Death Pedals had on stage. You could see that they were four mates, shit face, <laughs> having a really good time, and that really, and it's a really infectious thing to yeah. see four guys like really enjoying themselves. Like they don't play all the notes. It doesn't matter. There's yeah. a lot of energy. There's a lot of fun there. I thought that is. I love that. So it, it, the the idea, the concept for me anyway behind the band was not really a musical one. It was more about how to make this a fun thing that people want to watch and that I want to do. And that, do you know what I mean? And yes. No. No. I and, do. and part of that is not overcomplicating things. And you know, it was like um, it's a bit of an eye opener for me because I I literally just play the one thing. Yeah. Either one baseline. Or two, if we've got a couple of parts. But if there's a, more than one part, I'll generally play the same bass line anyway, and the yeah. guitars will work over me. Mm. And it's just, but do you know what? I still play bum notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like, yeah, I think that's the, the, that's definitely, you can hear that in the sound though. It's more of a, you know, you're definitely, you're definitely like, yeah, 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 you can, no, it's the, it's the, um, the rhythmic sound yeah. of, of your songs. It's like, cause both Matt and Tom are very like straight up's the wrong word, but they're very rhythmic drummers. It's, it's, it's very, I don't know how to describe it, but the bass and drums is definitely the, the, a very strong bass layer with you guys. So I... The reason why I play so near to the drums probably came from playing with Matt um, because I just like watching him play. And it, it's bleeding into Tom now as well because um, you know, he's a great drummer as well. And even when you know when I, when I play with Nick and Dead Arms and stuff, it's just I like to be close to the drums because I get a lot of cues from that and stuff. Yeah. And you know, it's just, I think, you know, bass and drums, obviously, just that natural pairing and stuff. So... Mm. I just want to be close to the drums and that, and you know, and but obviously it's not overcomplicating it as well. No. Like you were saying, it's have that bass layer, and then you guys feed sonically and over the top, thrash around. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, talking of the last album, I when I was doing my research before this, I didn't realise, but you guys planning next album as well. Yeah, um, yeah. We had a practice last night, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> we did. Yeah, we've got recording booked in late August. And I think we've realised we maybe only got like two or three practices where <laughs> yeah. we're all going to be there to do it. But so we, for the past couple of years, well, maybe not a couple of years, a year and a half, we've had a collection of songs that we've had on your 
on your phone that we've recorded. You know, if you go to practice and we'll write something and then we just we just get it recorded. Stick it in the bank. Stick yeah. it in the bank. And then after we'd done live cinema, we realised we had, um, was it 14, 15 More songs? that, because we We've dropped a couple we've, now. We've, we had, we've recorded, like, for a split that we're doing, and we did that back in May, so that was on top of those. There's maybe as many as, like, 18, 20 songs. Wow. Right? Yeah, so... Not all of them are good, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, Not no. by any stretch. Um, I guess it was just... Um, just keep the momentum up, I guess. Obviously, yeah, the iron's hot. Yeah, something. and you know, you know, Steve becoming a dad's like in September. We just like let's just get it in, and then you know, well, let's start the process anyway, and just um, I don't know it's just another focus really. If we haven't yeah. got that many gigs coming up and stuff, so well, even if we do, <laughs> yeah, like we didn't practice before starting out on the Mets tour. The last yeah. practice we had before it was just like. Let's continue working on recording for the album, you know. Yeah. So nice. that's kind of what we do at practice. If we didn't, if we didn't write a practice, I think maybe all of us, Stephen in particular, gets very bored playing the set in practice. So we generally just Me don't too. do it. Like, and we don't need to because <laughs> the songs are really straightforward. You know? <laughs> so, well, so the yeah. focus is very much on writing and like, I don't. Yeah. Now playing the set in practice sometimes can be a bit of a chore because you know you're doing it just to. Just, just to, just to sort of reassure yourself. Like, yes, I do. Know yeah. The songs. Is it the sixth fret or the seventh fret? It's always the sixth. <laughs> it's always the sixth. And Stephen says, if in doubt, always sixth. <laughs> so that's always helped me out. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, that's yeah. that's going to be something to look forward to for sure. So you're on uh, guitar hero and all that. Yeah. yeah when you're on guitar hero, um, I am, level one only. I am, I am normal on uh, guitar hero. I'll be playing that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, thanks for that, guys. So we'll. We'll get into the second bit of the podcast. What are the top three gigs? And it doesn't have to be the best gigs, but what are the most fun you've had at gigs played? Should we alternate? Yeah, alternate. yeah I, think, I think I think I kind of know what a couple of yours are going to be. Well, go on. Can I say the first, you go on. first mate. So yeah. The first one was probably on our first tour. Uh, in what, um, when was that? 2014. Do you, no, do you mean this European tour? No, UK Ireland. Oh, that tour was grim. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was grim as fuck. But do you know what? It's just like I finally like found myself in a band that I absolutely loved playing in and stuff. Um, but what about that awful dead arms, eh? <laughs> oh, oh, no, I, I think that was before Nick joined. Oh, okay. Oh, what? So now it's awful. Yeah. So oh, God. Fuck you, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne. Wayne was our old drummer. Uh, that's a joke. I love Wayne. Um, so yeah, on that first tour, we did the UK and Ireland. Our last gig was in Dublin, where we played in an optician's. Oh yeah. What? An optician? Um, yeah. Spectators. No, I wish it was spectators. <laughs> no, it was like an independent. Um, place run by the, these two two Irish guys again like that French guy in, in Paris like the French guy in Paris yeah. these two guys they run an optician they also happen to be like big into DIY punk they're like we've got a basement let's just put on shows in there yeah so, so we played though with Hands Up Who Wants to Die Steve Amp died so that was like the fourth amp that we blew up in a week as well so we played as a three piece with him and vocals and the next thing I knew Steve's down in his pants with electrical tape wrapped around his head. <laughs> it's just, it didn't sound good. 
It was just like it was like a. It wasn't even that many people. It was like a performance. <laughs> yeah, but in that space, you didn't need many. I think we had thirty, and it felt like we yeah. ran to the to the rafters. But yeah, that that was probably that's one of my favourites. Really, I didn't done. I didn't think you were going to say that one. Mm. Does it have to be USA Nails shows? No, it can better. be gone. Any any shows that you've played. I was because you sent us these questions before, obviously, and I did have a little bit of a think and. See, there's been lots of shows where they've been good shows where there's been a good crowd response or like it's been busy or mm. but I don't know, it's I think like I was saying before, it's the one where ones where there is like an the ones I look back on most fondly are the ones where there's an element of danger. Yeah. And I think Barlock in Brussels on our first European <coughs> tour was the last was... night of our was it the last night of our first yeah. European tour was ridiculous. Like um, it probably sounded awful. My my bass sounded <laughs> like it was fizzy, like, <laughs> and then I play it, and it would sound like, <laughs> you know, it was higher than a baritone guitar or something. It, it was, was ridiculous. High, yeah, it was it, like another guitar. It was, um, but I loved it. But it was just <laughs> for some reason we thought we'll put all the amps on the stage and we'll stand on the floor, which was, I like partially. Uh, Sub, I can't remember what the medical term is, but when you like partially dislocate your shoulder, yeah, I'm my shoulder's quite weak, and so it's prone to that anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't that. But there were people sort of careering into us, like all booze getting poured on us and in us and stuff. And uh, although it was like show wise, we didn't play that well. It was it was chaos and it was loads of fun and it was a lot. I just remember like two hours after the party was still going and. A drum circle appeared, and, and Matt Matt was just playing our old drum. Matt was just playing on, I think, a tom, and I was just desperate. Oh, I'm going to play with this drum circle, and I think I was just so fucking hammered. I spent about half an hour just trying to plug my amp back into, my, trying to do all my cables, and I was just and it all stopped. I, was like, I, then. I must have dropped my bass a couple of times. Oh, it was man. just so just absolute chaos. It's just yeah, it was just We we played with heads for the first time. We turned out. Oh, oh, absolute, oh, I yeah. love those guys. Absolute buds now, and I think, I think oh, they I think they. Got, I think Ed, you got Ed, oh, Ed stayed the night in this place with us oh, in the it. pitch black, and we just heard like this guy shuffling around at night, just toppling over things, trying to get out of this squat. <laughs> I can't remember. He didn't say goodbye, obviously, but we all slept around a fire that night. Oh, well, I walked. I like um someone like a, f- a friend of a friend that was at the show, and they were like, "Oh, we've got flat." He was like, "Cause there's no, there wasn't anywhere to sleep at the venue, so everyone was just sleeping on the concrete floor." Yeah. Or whatever. And I was like, "No, I'm. The, I was the only driver on that tour. I was like, no, I'm gonna go and get some stuff. I'm gonna go to this person's flat." Little did I know, it was two hours walk across <laughs> Brussels. Got there, it's like I'm gonna have to go back like right. in about an hour. Like got there about three a.m. Yeah. Like, I remember waking up and I just I was like. I couldn't remember how, but for some reason I had the merch money and all the guarantee money from the tour in my, both my pockets. It's because I didn't want to walk across Brussels yeah. carrying like money, yeah. but so I thought it would be safer in Mitch's squat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice um, talking of Ed from Headstone, I met him. Um, when did I meet him? They were supporting whores in, in Bristol. Oh yeah. Ah, and okay. I just oh, ended up chatting to him at merch, and then it was yeah, it was one of those things. Mm. It was like, oh, hang on, you know. So so and so and so and so, and when I went to Berlin to go and go and watch Cavin, who yeah. we were talking about earlier, he was like, "Yeah, I'll come with you, mate." He's like, oh, sweet. He's really, he's they're lovely. Mate, guys. They are it's so great, lovely, yeah. and yeah. like even Chris, super the bass player, is just like super nice. And yeah, I don't know him as well, but yeah. we always like chip yeah. in with a conversation every now and then. 
yeah. got a message on that. Um, yeah, love you guys. Love to play with them again and stuff. Yeah, yeah um, we, sure. you should get them back over. And, In fact, they're, yeah. they're doing... Oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're doing, doing some they're shows. They're playing with Mets now. They're, they're yeah. doing some yeah. three shows with Mets mm. as part yeah. of the... I think Ed's stuff. doing some solo stuff as he, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I haven't heard that yet, but I'd be really interested to. Yeah. Cool. So, number two for you. Um, shit, we're going <laughs> very oh, shit, number two. Well, when I... I'm, I'm just thinking about our gigs you now. You don't have to think about ours, because I know, I know what... I thought I knew what your top gig of all time was. Well, it probably is that. Go on then. Well, no, do number two first. Number two, well, um, Gaz, you, you go for your number two. Go on. Am I going for my number? Are these in order? These aren't in order for me. These are just like just okay, wherever. Yeah. But for me, like, um, uh, it's not a USA Nails gig I'm going to go for this time. But it's when I filled in, again, that band Death Pedals. I played guitar for them for like a few shows like a couple of summers ago. And they got booked to play Freak Show, which is a big festival. Well, it's not a big festival, it's kind of a small festival in in South of France. But it was brilliant. I think it's probably the biggest crowd I've ever played to. I don't know, 1,500 people? Oh, wowzers. So um, it was great. I did, uh, I played, uh, all, so Stuart couldn't do the tour, so I learned all his parts and went away with them. <laughs> <laughs> and like played like their best tour ever <laughs> and I did like there's pictures of me crowd surfing playing Stu's guitar solos and stuff and it's like Stu this could have been you yeah like, <laughs> but he's just got the miserable yeah. joy of having a, a wonderful family yeah. instead that he's very devoted to and I'm sure he has no regrets about. Well. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not that, sorry that sounded really, <laughs> that sounded really sarcastic no, I, was meant to, I, meant to, I was meant to say that obviously he's a dad he's a great dad and his you know his family is amazing so you know he, he, he didn't he, sound he's, really. he's not good at all he's, yeah. he's yeah. you know but, but that was a massive show for that was him. brilliant yeah and like the, the line was like part chimp played as well oh, like, really nice. good bad Breeding. Oh, bad breeding. Well. Yeah. Um, was this the year we were offered to play? No, we were offered the next year. Next year. We turned it down. Yeah, yeah. boy. Well. <laughs> All right, divas. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, just, oh. just not enough uh, stage towels. There's, there's, almost, <laughs> there's almost a joy to be taken, not really, but so, in some ways there's a joy to be taken in turning down a really good show. It's like, yeah, I don't need. Like a friend of ours who I won't mentioned turned down a slot at Glastonbury this year yeah. and he was really proud about that I was like oh, I would have I, I would have still done it yeah. I would have tried to do that myself but okay fine um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah I yeah. guess um, yeah that's mine I guess my second one would also be Freak Show uh, where I think the year before you played yeah. Gareth yeah. Um, Dead Arms were lucky enough to Actually no. So Dead Arms were offered. We got in touch. Someone got in touch on Facebook to see if Dead Arms would like to play this festival freak show, and they offered us this um, guarantee. And yeah. we thought they might be talking about. I think there's an indie band called Dead Arm or yeah. something like that. And they're like, no, no, no. Um, um, the guy who runs freak show really likes this song, and he, he showed us. I think it was like Superman, fuck you, or something. One of our early songs, and we we're just like. Yeah, sure, we'll play. And then we were like, right, how are we going to do... Let's try and do, like, get a few more shows around this. And luckily, Blacklisters were doing festival as well. Yeah. So we asked if we could tag along. And luckily, we got on, like, two... I think it was two or three shows. I think it was two shows before. And then we ended up in Freak Show. 
and we turned up and it's freak shows based in I think Damien talked about this yeah. on your podcast so it's in the Alps beautiful setting it's a big valley land owned by these three brothers that have just been for the past ten years just been doing these these okay. festivals and um they, they, we were originally on about 12.30 in the afternoon, but then um, uh, Soulfly were also playing. Wow. Which was, <laughs> That's a bit mad. Which was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, we turned out this massive, like, tour bus, like, on this, like, Night country line. lane. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And we're just, okay. And then it turned out, like... Um, How did they get that up there? I have fucking no idea. Hell. It turned out that... Um, I, th- I think my or the band didn't want to play last in the in the, the big top ten, so Dead Arms got to play after Soulfly, <laughs> which was fucking oh hilarious. God. So we got to close the big ten, um, and we played in front of yeah, like you say, about a thousand like pilled up, pissed up French people, <laughs> fucking up for it. Uh, never heard that music before, but yeah, it was. It was fucking special, man. Like I, I, I really enjoyed it, it's and special. it, it sounded good. Like they, they all had D and B audio kit, and it was just a proper like. It was a yeah, proper like, riff, man. Ev- everyone like, said that that like everyone that's played that, it's always a good time. Yeah, and the crowd really get into it. They, like you say, they don't care. No. Like if they've not heard your music. No, but, and like there's booze and other things kicking about, <laughs> and um, they were kind enough to put us in like this. Um, it's like a yoga retreat up in the mountains. It was fucking hilarious. Like we woke up and like just looked out and there's this courtyard with all this bread and jam and coffee ready to go. And it's just a bit of a nice way to like, I don't know, finish this sort of long weekend jaunt. And then I did like a seven hour drive up to Lille, stay with a friend, which is always nice. Yes. Yeah, all of USA Now's have played Freak Show, but just not as USA Now. Yeah, because so. obviously Steve was there. Was, Place blacklisters yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. and uh, Tom in death. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. so if anyone's listening from that festival, I think that's the. Well, it's over now. Is it? Oh, is it well, now? Well, they, but yeah. they're, they're probably going to do another oh, festival well, there. Maybe, sure. maybe if not next summer, in the summer after they, they can't not. I think it's. I mean, it's too much fun. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a hell of a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're really good at it, and. Um, it would be a crime if they didn't do something. Mm. So what other bands played that those years? Um, Cold Pumas. I don't know if yeah. you know them. Yeah, the, you, the lineup on the year you, you played was, was amazing. Yeah, so like, Cold Pumas played um, Godzilla. Yeah. Um, Soulfly. <laughs> Mr. Mackay. I yeah. don't know if you know him. Um, uh, shit, there was, a, obviously there was a few more really, and stuff. Did Sony Youth play? No. Um... Lindsay from Sawney Youth was was on bass for Cold Pumas. Oh, okay. Um, so it was nice to meet. So, it was so funny, like the weekend after I got back, I was in, where was I? I was in Crouch End and I ended up in Flashback Records. And um, Lindsay was there and I just felt like he must think I'm just stalking him. <laughs> I, I love Sawney Youth and stuff, but he gave me a nice discount on a Ramones LP, which nice. is very nice. Yeah, so thank you. Nice. So, uh, yeah, what would your number one then be? Number one, um, I'm going to go for one that isn't. It's the back. It's a gig I've been to, I guess. Um, do, do we? Sure. No. Are we doing gigs that we've played? No, gigs that you've played. Oh. And then we're doing gigs. Oh, that you've gigs that to. we've played. Yeah. 
Um, oh, fuck, it's between... I guess it's between the Hackney Wick one we just did with Matt's because it's home turf. It was, it's just it was. It was just, really good. It, it was great, and yeah. um, the the Paris one we did with Dead Arms. Other oh, one that I picked already. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I got to play it twice because I'm in Dead yeah. Arms. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> There's, it's a dangerous game sometimes when there's a lot of movement in the crowd. I get nervous. I don't like seeing people's personal space get infringed on. But no, but when everyone's got smiles on their but faces, yeah, but then in, in Paris it was like the right kind of energy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a hippie saying that. But it's it was very brilliant. good. Like, and you could tell that because everyone standing at the front were all sort of um, all girls under like five, <laughs> five, five and a half feet. Like, but they were all there. They were all moving. They were getting involved. You know, no one. Didn't feel like there no. was a hierarchy, like loads of big sort of muscly, yeah. hardcore dudes. It's funny during that gig, I remember playing and like normally my head's down. I just saw this shoe appear between my feet, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just like, I'm just smiling at this shoe, going, "This is fucking funny." And then all of a sudden, I just see this hand appear and just grab it back again. <laughs> 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 well, I missed that. Oh, nice. So yeah, I guess it's between them two, but I can't really. Nice. One, so that's a bit cheeky there. What's your number one then? Uh, uh, yeah. And I forgot, yeah, we've got to do oh, it's, uh, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that mine are like not a, in an order, they're just like three that I've really enjoyed, but oh, fuck, I don't know. So, what did I say? I said, did I say Brussels? Yes, yeah, and Freak Show. Freak Show, Freak Show. Oh, I'm going to say Paris as well, then. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. So Paris, I, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I heard a lot of good things yeah. from that. That, so was, that was a really fun show. And the fact that it was on a Monday night as well yeah. just made it more yeah. special. Yeah, people were up for it, which was yeah. nice. Like on a Monday night in a weird part of the city. It would be like playing a show in, like, I don't know, like... Bromley or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it really. <laughs> on a Monday be. night and people going crazy, you just wouldn't, you weren't, wouldn't expect it. Like it was not an area of this city that's cool, or you know. Yeah. You know. So. Okay, so um, what are the top gigs that you've been to as a fan then? Okay, so no particular order, but I guess the first one I'm gonna say was when was this? Must have been two thousand and eight. Did you ever go to? Um, Oh fuck! I can't even remember the name of the festival. It only happened twice in a year, and it was lo- it was like off. It was on in, near Loch Lomond or Loch Lomond. Loch Lomond. I always say Lomond. It sounds like Mark Lomond. Yeah, it's Lomond, right? Yeah. It sounds like the French yeah. version. Yeah. About Loch an hour north of Glasgow. Loch Lomond. Connect Festival. Oh no, I never right, heard okay. of it. So I, I've heard of it, but yeah, only a couple of years. It ran for two years, and yeah. I, I went on the first year, and. Um, We've got to see Beastie Boys there. Oof. And I think they opened up with Heart Attack Man, which is just an absolute fucking tune. Um, but the thing was, is it's it was a big festival, but it felt like there was only... It felt quite small, like... I don't know, it's 50,000 a lot of people? Yeah, over a big, Yeah, but right. for a big site? Like, but it was uh, fucking huge. 50,000 is... Down, downloads, like... 70 or 80, so it's pretty, but 50,000 okay, is pretty big. Maybe it's a lot less, because basically you could just get to the front at any point, even for a headliner. Right. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so, so yeah, Beastie Boys played, Bjork played as well, Great. which was fucking amazing. But yeah, for me, it was just, it was so, it was fucking amazing to see Beastie Boys play. Yeah, I've never um, seen Beastie Boys. And they, so. they, they did a lot of their hardcore, like, punk stuff as well, which was so, just fucking brilliant. Um, so yeah, that's that for me. That was 
I still remember that fondly, and I can remember it very well, considering how drunk I was. Yeah. Okay, me. Um, like when I should say when you when you asked this question, I was like, oh well, my three favorite gigs are going to be like really like tiny like DIY. Oh, that's like, fine. But 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 I that's what I thought because I thought because yeah. there is like a diminishing return. Like once gigs generally when they get over a certain capacity. The sound quality starts to drop, yeah. and there's like an optimum sort of size of show beyond which of that they start to get crapper. But then, like reflecting on it, it's like actually, and these aren't again in any order, but one of the first shows that come into my head was uh, Lionel Richie at Wembley Arena. Oh, we went, went with my whole family, and it's like, and it was all seated, even like in the in the pit, but um, <laughs> everyone was on their feet. And, it takes playing in an arena. Not I've ever played in an arena, but it's it takes a certain type of person to be able to work a crowd that big when there's that much distance. Yeah. And like Lionel Richie was just such a pro. Like, and it's not even there wasn't even like a huge fancy like stage show or anything like you might expect in a sort of blockbuster sort of pop gigs. Yeah. These yeah. Days. And this was like twenty five years ago maybe, but uh, no, more like twenty years ago. Um, but it was brilliant. It was like savage hits, hit after hit after hit, and it was just—it was brilliant. I didn't want it to end. It was so good. Um, yeah, and Wembley Arena is awful, but um, but it was brilliant. Yeah, I've never been to Wembley Arena for a gig. Oh like, really? No, no. I've no, um, been to the S. Is it SSE? SSE. Or? That's yeah. next door. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wembley Arena Isn't rather that... than Wembley Stadium. Yeah, it's the SSE. Yeah. Oh, is it called? Is that what it's called now? Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, know. I've seen. I've probably only a couple of things there. Yeah. But yeah, it's a bit of a... It's not the greatest venue. No, either. it's crap, but Lionel Richie knows how to work a venue. That's <laughs> and so does his crew, obviously. Like, you know, I mean, he, but he's someone like that who's like really well sort of versed in playing shows that size, you know. You can see he was really comfortable up there. and nice. Yes, it felt You, it was, felt you aspire to be a Lionel Richie. Uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what could you not tell on the new record? That's where we're <laughs> yeah. kind of going. That's the sort of end goal, really. But uh, yeah, nice. Danny, second gig. Um, I guess it must have. Well, just to pick one, I guess um, it's probably my first or second year in London. Um, I went to Hoxton Bar Kitchen. Oh yeah. And um, because my mate texted me saying there's gigs tonight, you should come down. And he say he told me to come down because wet. Do you remember wet paints? Yes. Right. So I never really listened to them, but he was listening to them saying you got to come down. They're great, and there's a couple of other bands playing after. I was like, okay, cool. I missed wet paint, and the second band playing was Part Chimp, and I caught the last couple of songs of them. But I think that's when I was, I got into Part Chimp. Yeah. And literally two songs. I was like, well, fuck me. Yeah. You Part didn't Chimp. have years left off. Yeah. Yeah. And then the band at the end was Chrome Hoof. Do you oh, know wow. Chrome Hoof? I don't remember Chrome Hoof. Yeah. Right. So Chrome Hoof are like this super group. There's members of, like ex-members of Cathedral involved. Oh, shit. Uh, they all wear like this sort of um, sort of disco ball gowns. They've got two dancers. It's kind of like Hawkwind style, but it's like sort of... I think the term disco metal, it sounds <laughs> fucking horrible. But um, I don't know, like... The, the drums and bass just lock in so well. There's violins, there's just... It was just an absolute spectacle oh to God, watch. I was just like... It just blew me away. And um, I can't remember the name of the album, Preemptive 
something, but I think you'd really like it. I'm going to have to check it check out. Check them out. Uh, yeah, so that was a real eye-opener for me, I suppose. So, yeah, that chrome hoof part When, when, when was paint. that then? How many years ago? I want to say 2006, seven. Oh, wow, yeah, so a while ago then. But yeah. uh, I'll need to check because the album, I don't know when the album came out. So, but it was, yeah. it was around that time anyway. Chrome hoof, so. so that's coming to mind. I will generally. be checking them out tonight. Yeah. Um... Again, I, I wanted to pick some cool DIY no, little pick shows, some but, DIYs. but the ones no, but I can't because the ones <laughs> that keep on coming to the front of my head, like. All right, so the next one I'm going to pick is Andrew WK at yes. the Irish Centre <laughs> yes. in Birmingham. It was like two thousand, about two thousand and six again. When I first saw Andrew WK on MTV Two, I was like, well, "Who the? Who is this guy? This is playing dated music. Like, this is this is crap." I'm, I've been speaking to my friend in Birmingham and he was like, have you heard this guy Andrew WK come out? I, fucking hilarious, mate. He's fucking brilliant. I was like, I'm not sure. Spent the weekend where like, I used to go to Birmingham. I had friends in Birmingham. Yeah. They were listening to it and partying. And it's like, you know what? Actually, yeah, it's, it's pretty, good fun. And it's it was, good fun. And it got, got me... I, 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 I kind of love Andrew WK. Well, I love the first album. And I went to see the 10th, sort of anniversary, 10th year anniversary tour thing. And yeah. I went another time. But this first time seeing him and... I was brought up Catholic, right? Um, and so I've been to a lot of church services. I've been to... P.O.D. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a lie, mate. I've, I've been to a sort of charismatic, renewal, evangelical, happy clappy um, sort of service. And I see the way people get riled up and are sort of really caught up in that moment. and they're, What, collapsing on the floor? Yeah, and completely like, absorbed in like... An, and I've got to say, and this is without, I'm, I'm trying, I'm really not exaggerating, but seeing Andrew WK was the closest thing I've sort of experienced. Come to Christ. That. Like in terms of. <laughs> to God. No, in terms of the way that people buy into his message. And yeah. everyone there is like, you know, when you're at a bigger show, there's always some dickhead yes. saying something. But at Andrew WK show, it doesn't feel like that. Everyone, everyone there is for a party. Everyone is cool yeah. and everyone is happy and, and he's just like. Given uh, maybe he's a bit phony, I don't know, but he, you know, his message is like be good to each other, be and party and have a good time and do the things that you love. And, and man, like it, the, there was so much positive. I don't know if there was they put something in the punch. Yeah. Man, like the punch was strong. Yeah. But, mate, I, I, it's really hard to sort of describe, but like just the amount of good feeling and goodwill in that room was. Unreal. Yeah, it's yeah. like I like bands like that. It's uh, actually talking of like cool gigs, going back to like bands that will be mental, but you you look around the crowd and everyone's got a smile on the face. Like the Bronx are like that for me. Mm. Like everyone's going for it. Everyone's smashing the crap out of each other. Mm. But you look around and everyone's just like grinning because it's yeah. just good fun. Because like Matt, their front guy, he just rolls people up, but in the nice way. Mm. Like yeah. Cool, it's good man. to have a good uh, front man like that. Go on then, number one then. I guess number one, and I've just I've just thought about it, and I feel like I want to go back to the previous question with gigs we've played, but yeah, I can't do that, it's fine. Yeah, so on. I guess for number one, which is in no particular order, but I'll say number one anyway. Okay. Uh, Part Chimp at Buffalo Bar, which must have been about 10 years ago Ooh. now. This is a 50 cap place that's yeah. closed down. Yeah, I'm gonna we say. were just talking about this um, 
during the, the break that right. everybody else hasn't heard. So, but um, seeing uh, McCluskey in the Buffalo Bar right. when you guys supported. Which is a highlight for me because obviously I, I, I grew up listening to McCluskey. And yeah. Same, same here and that, and that yeah. gig. Sorry to like jump on that point, That's but right. it's like we were, t- we were talking about that and it's like that gig was just pure insanity. Yeah. Like, seeing you guys sport and I think I've begun to got you get to know you guys at that mm. time. Obviously never seen McCluskey, seen Future Left. Mm. And it was just like insane. I remember Damien being on the floor at one point mm. and there was just like a massive pile on. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's 40, 50 cap in that room. Yeah, right and um, I know seeing like part chimp in that space oh, like sonic, sonically so it was oh just oh my god your ears just melt off <laughs> uh, which I didn't really care about that then um, no yeah so I, I guess that comes to mind as well I mean there's there's loads of gigs I'm sure there's loads of gigs I've, I'm probably just like you'll think about it and yeah exactly yeah. I'll probably text you going fucking hell Adam it's <laughs> this one man it's actually this one well we can do a follow up this <laughs> Uh, so yeah, for now I'm going to say, so what was it, Beastie Boys, Chrome Hoof, Parchim. Parchim. Solid. That's a uh, solid three. What's your last yeah, one? Much cooler than mine. No, yours is cool. So mine, like my last mine. one, it's, maybe it's kind of a bit cheating because I did play this show as That's well. That's fine. But it wasn't that, well, and that bit was good, that bit was really good as well, with, with <laughs> Silent Front, but... It was more. It was the rip this joint all day in two thousand and ten at the Brixton. Man, I was there, man. In the you crowd. were there. Yeah, we didn't really know. Each, well, we we did we know did. each other, you but just not didn't want to well. be in my band. Yeah, <laughs> we were almost in a band. Like he totally blew me off, man. For like, Silent Front, though. So, yeah. You know, well, yeah. One of the most legendary bands yeah, on the scene, man. Well. Like, uh, but um, it was kind of in rip this joint's like proper heyday. Yeah. Of, like when. The shows were like monthly, they were always busy, the bands were always good. Yeah. Like, almost always good. And uh, and this was their sort of like, they would do, a, they did a few sort of annual days, but this one was the one that really sort yeah. of stuck in my mind, just because the lineup was so solid. Like, it was. Hey Colossus played, right? <laughs> yeah. So Hey Colossus headlined, but. The crowd did not pace themselves like for no. that. It was like the most sort of so debauched who, and ridiculous. Who else played then? So uh, I think it was the first time I saw Death Pedals. Yeah, again. Death Pedals played first. Wow. Time. So One Unique Signal, they were great. Silent Front, Care Cherry Banana Cake, Gin um, Panic. Like um, maybe Yuckers Caretaker. Did but you say the, that? Oh, yeah. Caretaker. Like, yeah, all the kind of classic oh, wow. rip this joint bands. It was like it wasn't very. Um, it was quite cliquey, maybe. But yeah. uh, but it was. Fuck it, it was random. But it like. was it was busy. And well, if you've got bands like Caretaker, Silent Front, Death Pedals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, this is bands. kind of before Death Pedals were really like. This is one of their early shows. I remember yeah. Wayne kicking over the mic stand. And, but the they crowd were, were like a bit tired back then. Yeah, but yeah. They, they were shit. Like, they like, still yeah. like I, I do remember a, a tray of Jaeger bombs being dropped on my lap. <laughs> I do, I, outside. Like, there were just there's just so many stories from that night that that keep on coming back as well. Like that you hear, I don't know, like in that sort of group of people, like there's always something to talk about that. Yeah. Like, whether it was like, and even like in fact there is even a passage about it in Joe from Hate Colossus's book. Yeah. Um, not a very long one, and just he <laughs> he omitted some of the more um, uh, less uh, savoury details, we'll say. <laughs> Uh, which was nice for him, but um, 
but yeah, it was kind of chaos. And again, there was that just great positive feeling, like real community vibe. Yes. Mm. Although, like, Hey Colossus was the only OBE band. played as well, I think, didn't they? Maybe. I don't remember specifically. I remember Dave Marone being got, there. I still got the poster, but... But by the time, like, One Unique Signal finished, everyone was, like, shitted. And then it was like, oh, there's one more... But I hate Colossus playing. They've come up, like, you know, and they've come from all over the country, as they are, to play this show. And But it started to thin out a little bit, because I think people were, like, too pissed. And, was like, it one of those ones that went on until quite late as well? Well, it didn't yeah. go on that late, but it's just, like, when you start... I, I think everyone peaked, like... I remember you guys went on, right, we went seven? About, like, seven or eight, and then the care That was, like... Yeah. Well, that's that's when it chaos. Started to well, go that's, crazy. that's like when we've gone to the sunburn all day because it goes on till about sort of one, half mm. one in the morning. Yeah. I always peak about sort of 10, 11. Yeah. For me, so they always, they always yeah. put on those like the, uh, the headline bands in that like for, middle for bit. For all day, it's seven, eight o'clock is peak time. Yeah, it kind of felt a bit bad for Hakers because they, and like they're like a few years older than us and it felt like we were the kids and they were the grown-ups and it felt like they're turning up and like who are these fucking children like falling over smashing their heads on the fucking tiled floor like and sleeping in their vans and like this is fucking like they're kind of people like falling on the stage as they're playing and like uh and they're kind of just looking down at people (laughs) what are you doing but i mean i'm i'm sure it's nothing they haven't seen before yeah for me, it was just like, hey, that's a really cool band. They're really just jealous. Band. <laughs> but it was like, I was really excited that they were headlining because I, I love watching that band. Um, but it was just like, you're not seeing our group of friends at their best here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're right. usually a better crowd than this. But, yeah. um, no, that was a fucking good game. That was good fun. Yeah. That was really good fun. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Mm. Well, that's I think that's a nice way to finish it off a bit of uh, community and a yeah. bit of... Uh, chaos yeah as always yeah. but um yeah thanks for coming on guys it's all right it's been really good to hear, fun. hear these stories thanks thanks some of the us. some of the best stories i've heard actually <laughs> so, uh, yeah so whoever's next you've got a lot to live up yeah to. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. follow that <laughs> yeah so um plug time have you got guys got anything to plug obviously you've got life cinema that's out uh, so we've got a split coming out with oh well, we should we say that we're that, not going to yeah. say that we've got a couple of splits in the works yeah we've got something in the works we've got, got come we've got two three things in the works we're recording a new album soon two splits yeah but these are probably going to be early next year yeah um maybe not so many shows in the back end of this year because um Steve is going to be uh, having his uh, Steve and Charlotte going to be having their first uh, little one Baba congrats yes. to Steve yeah, yeah so big congrats to him obviously uh, to them both yeah. um, but yeah so nothing um, going on till then well we, we're playing a festival in Barcelona uh, end, of July. end of July which should be good but then it's probably going to be we're just concentrating on recording, writing. I guess we'll probably have a whole album's, another album's worth of material by 2020. Yeah, I, I mean, like, that's not to say we can't do the odd gig here and then, but we've really got to work around people's schedules and stuff, yeah, and like, yeah, which yeah. is totally cool. Um, but yeah, I think spring 2020, yeah, we're going to try and pick things up a yeah. bit more. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's been a good year for gigs so far, like... Mm, really cool. content and yeah nice well thanks one. for coming on guys no worries and, mate uh, we'll go and eat some veggie curry now yeah get those chickpeas yes. out yeah. <laughs> thanks bye